guys, before we get started with this episode, I just wanted to come on here and mention some recent events that have happened that were not mentioned. As you may know, there was a shooting in Atlanta that ended with eight people getting killed and six of whom were Asian women. We recorded this episode a couple days before the shooting, so I'm coming on here to talk a little about it. For those who don't know, according to the police, the shooter was motivated by a sex addiction. The shooter was not charged with hate crime, even though one of the spots he went to was literally called Young's Asian Massage, which is huge evidence of racial motive. I think what angers me the most was the fact that the chief sheriff excused the murder and said that the shooter was having a bad day. This event stirs up lots of anger and confusion and also lots of sadness. I want to let you know that we are here for you. There has been ongoing hate attacks and assaults towards people of Asian descent, and we are still processing what is going on. Both Ruby and I have gotten more scared to step out of the house as not only Asian Americans, but Asian American women. With that being said, let's keep rolling. figure out what I'm gonna say okay 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 I was rambling for a while okay (sighs) hi I'm Lucy and I'm Ruby and welcome or welcome back to we the teens today's episode is all about featuring and celebrating Asian pop culture and the rise of representation in recent years But before we do that, we want to take a moment to bring awareness to the recent attacks on Asian elders. It didn't seem right for us to talk about these lighter things without first mentioning what's happening. So here are some facts. Hate crimes against Asians have jumped 1900% in New York City in the last year. 2,700 anti-Asian American hate incidents were reported between March and October 2020. In recent weeks, over 30 assaults have occurred in Oakland. California's Chinatown alone. Just in the last two days, there have been over 10 hate attacks that have occurred. Here are some examples of attacks that have happened. This part gets a little graphic. An elementary school worker was beaten up at a bus stop and lost part of his finger. A Japanese man was attacked with acid in Paris. A store owner got shot four times and now may never be able to walk again. And an elderly Asian woman who was called racial slurs ended up needing five to ten stitches after an attack in Queens. There are so many more of these. The part that angers me the most is the fact that I have not heard a single radio show or news anchor talk about this. These stories are only just now starting to be broadcasted on national news. So what can you do? After hearing all that, I hope you are motivated to do something about it. Please refer to our Instagram account at We the Teens Podcast and check out the link tree that is in our bio. There are articles to read, petitions to sign, and places where you can donate if you can. It literally takes less than two minutes. Cool. So we hope you guys are inspired and maybe learned something from this first section, and we hope you guys can contribute in some way to this movement. And now we're going to get into some pop culture, which I'm really excited to talk about. People who know me would say I'm sort of like a pop culture guru, yeah. and which basically means I spend way too much time researching pop culture and everything. Um, but I'm really excited about this. There's been a ton of uh, representation and amazing films, movies, music, art being created by Asian Americans, which 
I am very inspired to see. So yeah, we're just gonna get started with movies. And the first thing I wanna mention is that To All The Boys 3 came out February 12th. Yeah! Yeah, and we're so excited about this movie. I, and I'm sure Lucy as well, have loved this series. I read all the books. Same. So, so cool to see. This is like one of the first which is weird to say, but it's like one of the first and only movies featuring an Asian-American actress, Lana Condor. It also features the story of a half-white, half-Korean person, and I'm half-white, half-Korean, so this story was like really impactful for me to see. Lana Condor is also adopted, which I am as well, so that's pretty cool as well. Yeah. Yeah, so we both, I feel like, have connected a lot with this series and this movie. I personally cried. <laughs> Wait, when I when, what it. part? I, I bought all of it. I just like bawled my eyes out because it was not only such a beautiful ending, but it's also the end of the series, which is also yeah. sad because it's like now, like, it's over. And um, so, yeah, it was a little bittersweet, but Jenny Han, who is the author of the books, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's so creative, so wonderful. So, yeah, that's our start off. Please go check that out. It's such an amazing series. Um, it's on Netflix, by the way. Yep, it's on Netflix. It's super cute, uh, really sweet romance, sisterhood. Peter Kavinsky. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, the, the next thing I want to talk about, which I, I just recently heard about, was... This film called Minari, which it's an A24 film, which you know it's going to be good if it's A24. I saw that. Um, It came out February 25th. It is a tender and sweeping story about what roots us. Minari follows a Korean-American family that moves to Arkansas in search of their own American dream. The family home changes completely with the arrival of their sly, foul-mouthed, but incredibly loving grandmother amidst the instability and challenges of this new life in the rugged Ozarks. Minari shows the undeniable resilience of a family and what really makes a home. So yeah, I mean, it sounds super interesting already. I've seen like some scenes from it, some shots. It looks amazing. Written by Isaac Lee, who is a Korean screenplay writer, written and directed. And yeah, I mean, this is just like really cool to see because I feel like we just never see movies that represent Asian families in general, right? Sometimes we'll see like an Asian character in a movie. The token POC. (laughs) Right, exactly. But never like a true, authentic story about an Asian family starring all Asian cast and like an Asian writer and director, which is like that's even that is like a step up from what we've been getting. You know what I mean? So those were two of our biggest announcements. Go check out those films. But here are some like other Asian American films you guys can check out. First on my list, I mean, I know Lucy has seen this, The Farewell. Oh. Featuring Aquafina. She's iconic. This movie, I cried the first time I watched this. Oh, girl, I was bawling. I cried the first time, the second time, and I rarely cry in movies. But this, oh my god, this story is funny, it's intense, it's sad, it's beautiful it's an emotional roller coaster it is and i'm all here for it i love just 
Okay, I love everything about this film, but here are a few like highlighting points. This was um, written and directed by Lulu Wang, who this was like one of her first movies, which is insane because it's gotten so many awards. Um, Aquafina, who plays Billy, is amazing. I mean, we love Aquafina. Yes. We love her. She was in Crazy Rich Asians. It's basically like a that. story about Billy. She's living in New York. She's kind of like, I don't know, sort of, I would say, like, down on her luck. She's kind of, like, struggling to find her career. Um, and then she hears from her family that her grandma, Nai Nai, is dying. And so her parents are going to go to China. I don't remember where in China, but they go to China and they basically go under the disguise of a fake wedding to stealthily say goodbye to their mother and grandma. And the only person that doesn't know she only has a few weeks to live is the grandma. Like She doesn't know that she's dying and she doesn't know that they're all there to say goodbye to her which i mean that in itself is like wow you know what i mean yeah like she thinks the wedding is real yeah so that in itself is like the main highlighting point of the movie one that is like so like weird but also so real at the same time yeah and i think that anyone who who has grown up with in an Asian household or anyone who is Asian American kind of can really understand a lot of the themes in this movie. It's just, it's, yeah, it really, like, even though I don't have, live in an Asian household, like, it just, it hit me. It was so good. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, it's all Asian cast. It's really, Mm -hmm. really amazing to see. And Aquafina is just, this role really surprised me for her. Because she is a comedian and she is known for her roles in like really comedic kind of funny characters. This was not, you know, she wasn't. Yeah, I was surprised. I know. She wasn't really, she didn't really play to the comedic aspect a lot. But somehow this whole movie felt very comedic in a weird, like somber way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was really cool to see. The next film we really want to talk about is Always Be My Maybe. I don't know. Have you seen this one, Lucy? No. What is it? I think you might have. Um, Always Be My Maybe features Ali Wong and Randall Park. It is a movie about childhood friends who have like grown up together in San Francisco. Ali plays the main character, Sasha, and Randall plays Marcus. And they were childhood best friends, childhood sweethearts, and then they don't speak for 15 years and reconnect as adults. We literally watched this together. I'm sorry. We just literally- Oh my god! Yeah, we watched it over Zoom, like, at the beginning of, um, quarantine. We did! We- Time goes by Freaking did, oh my god. That is so scary. We literally watched this together. Did we literally watch that for your birthday last year? No, 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 no. But we watched it no, with Christine, no, okay. right? Yeah. Oh my god, that's so weird. Okay, we watched it together, guys. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, but this movie is so funny, so cute. Keanu Reeves makes an appearance in it. I don't know if you know who Keanu Reeves is. If you don't know him, he starred in the Matrix movies. Uh, he's amazing. But 
again, amazing Asian cast. Um, Ali Wong is a comedian. That's like she has a sh- actually she has a special on Netflix that is like her stand up show, which is hilarious. But this is such a cute movie. It's so good and funny, and and it really does. It highlights it it highlights the Asian American experience, but also like in a really subtle way it's more about just the love and the relationship between all the characters rather than like them being asian and something i want to address in this movie is asians in comedy yes asians in comedy is like something i feel like even i have never really heard about i'm like oh yeah asians in comedy and it's so i feel like a lot of people have kind of exiled the asian community as just being serious Mm -hmm. being like like nerdy smart smart. yeah but we never see asian americans as being comedic or i just think even like in this in the industry we never see asian comedians being represented well and that's something that like even i have never thought about Mm -hmm. but is so true you know so that's something I want to highlight is this movie ha- really features some great comedians um, who are Asian American, which is brings me to the next one. Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, my favorite. And the first movie that has Asian. Yes. Characters. Yeah. Which is also very comedic. It was so funny. There are a lot of Asian American comedians who are in this movie. One being the guy who plays Bernard. Yep is Jimmy O. Yang is a comedian. He's a stand-up comedian and actually has his own show. On Prime, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so go check that out. There are a lot of great comedians, a lot of great people who have shows. Um, I've read the book. This is actually a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, I think, two books after this that are kind of continue the storyline. Um, the director is John M. Chu, and the screenplay was written by Adele Lim and Pete Chiarelli. I don't really know how to say that. I'm sorry. Um, but this this features Constance Wu as Rachel and Henry Golding as Nick. We, I have to say, Nick. I, I have to say, like, Nick. Ooh, he Nick was the Young can get from, it. And Henry Golding has been in so many other films after this, mm-hmm. and I love him, and Constance Wu as well. Aquafina was in this, Michelle Yeoh. Um, she's like, so badass. She's a classic. She is like a classic. She's badass. Um, we have Gemma Chan, who plays Oh Astrid. my gosh. And if she's you haven't stunning. seen this movie, like, go, go watch, watch it. it. That's so all I can say. About. Because this yeah. movie was beautiful like everything about it the characters the setting the story right the ending i mean we could get into this but (laughs) that is a great movie just go watch it it really is and i feel like i can connect with rachel because it's not her looks that people um see as different it's the fact that she is american Mm -hmm. and she doesn't fit in that way and me growing up around like white people everywhere my whole family's white my school is predominantly white my neighborhood is predominantly white like I feel like I can relate with her because when I go to China and people look at me and then my parents 
they don't really connect the dots and it's just it's kind of awkward and I can't speak the language and yeah so I can connect with her and I think that's why I really like the movie besides the fact that it's literally the best movie ever but yeah Rachel Chu is amazing yeah um yeah I mean I love that you said that Lucy because personally I get the like sort of Americanization that Rachel experiences because she's literally grown up in America her whole life and all these people in Singapore are so traditional and so rooted in their like Asian-ness but at the same time also kind of exuding this like colonialism of like capitalist society I feel like everyone in Singapore who is rich has like this reputation they want to uphold and it it is very it exudes a lot of like colonialistic ideas well and pretty much because white people colonized Singapore mm-hmm. and China and so that's where sort of this idea comes from and it's super interesting but personally it's like I don't really understand a lot of what Rachel goes through but I I love it it's so not only is it written so well it also is just so beautiful like yeah it's so beautiful. We could talk about Crazy Rich Asians for like five years. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's move on. Um, Sort of the last movie we have for you guys is, I feel like we have to mention, Parasite. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. I have not watched it either because I, I hate horror movies. I hate thrillers. Me too. I, I have to say. I mean, I love that this movie got so much recognition but I literally like I will pee my pants I know and I've heard from people that it's really scary so I have yet to watch it but some things that I wanted to note is that oh okay I feel like I could get so in depth about how I'm feeling about this right now because mm-hmm. Parasite is a is a thriller and comedy featuring an all Korean cast not Korean-American. This is a Korean film. So this is just like a, a thriller um, about money, about secrecy, about, you know, family. Directed by Bong Joon-ho, which I'm. if you've seen the Oscars, you know. This movie has gotten so many awards. And it is... Okay, let me run you through all the awards this has won. So the most notable thing is the fact that this is the first non-english film to ever win an academy award for best picture so which is crazy wow i didn't know that to think about the fact that not only is this the first language ever it's also a korean film so this is the first korean film to ever win best picture and the first language overall which is crazy so this one academy award for best picture obviously this one best directing bong joon ho best directing amazing best writing original screenplay best international feature film this one the golden globe award for best foreign film um the bafta award best foreign film i mean so many and i have to say like I was really emotional watching the Oscars and watching like them win because as a Korean American person, I feel like I never see Korean film or Korean actors 
or in the Western film universe and right. in the Oscars or anything. Like, I feel like this was a, a huge revolutionary moment for, for the Korean community. Yeah, like, that was history. You're We're going yeah. through history right now. Right. And, I mean... It was just amazing to see, and I feel really, like, proud to be Korean. As you should. Right. So, yeah, okay. I feel like we've only been talking about movies. Let us talk about music. Music. I'm excited about this. I love music. Music is kind of like my... It's like my therapy. I'm I'm sure people have heard of, like, music therapy, but, like... Music pretty much runs my entire life. You know? Like, every memory I have can be connected to a song I was listening to. Damn. That's you deep. You know? Like, that's deep. Lucy, do you want to speak to, like, um your music? Um, yeah. Okay, so, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not very cultured. Ruby's playlists are so much better than mine. Oh, my God. She's got the different playlists for, like, rainy days. And then she's got, like, study beats. And then she has, like, walking down the streets of Paris. <laughs> like, I literally just have a playlist that's called Lucy. And um, now I'm in, the, like, a little, like, a chill vibe. Like, it's just, it's all over the place. Yeah. I don't have separate playlists. And, yeah. So Ruby's the <sighs> one to talk to about music, not me. Um, I would say I go from different feelings, different genres, like, my music taste is definitely everywhere. Um, these artists today, I've picked a couple. There are, of course, so many others that are so underrepresented, but these are a few that, like, I've been kind of listening to lately and vibing with. Um, ew, that sounds weird, vibing with. Um, mo- Two of these are sort of in the, like, indie pop, indie rock alternative genre. And then I have one who's kind of, like, uh, I would say alternative hip-hop or R&B. The first person I want to feature is Mitski. I've never heard of her. I've been listening to her a lot. I love her music. Mitski is a Japanese-American musician who's in the indie rock alternative genre. She is a very, I would say she's a very acquired taste. Like, some people will really not like her music, and some people really like her music. I would say I've felt both ways about her music. Some songs are like, I'm not feeling this, and some are like, oh, this is amazing. But, basically, I don't think we can really play any of the songs because of, like, copyright issues, but we will be making a playlist of Asian-American music that you guys can definitely check out go check out the be the cowboy album that is like i think her best album she's been making music for a while though so you know she has a lot of discography if you want to check her out um best songs are nobody that's a very popular one and me and my husband those have been really popular on tiktok so you've probably heard them if you are on tiktok yes Um, but those are my two of my favorite songs uh and that's my favorite album is be the cowboy she has her own like music videos that she's directed which are Ooh. also really cool i love when music videos are directed by the artist yes and not like yeah i love you that. hire someone this next band it's a band i do not have a, like enough time to say how much i love this band 
and how underrepresented they are. This band is called Super Organism. Oh. <laughs> and if you have never heard of them, well, so have a lot of other people. A lot of people don't know who they are. I actually heard uh, about Super Organism from my dad, who watches a lot of like live music shows on YouTube and stuff. And he like found this band. If you don't know any of the live music things that you can watch, please check out KXP Live Concerts. They're on YouTube. So many different bands that you can check out. Tiny Desk Concert on NPR. That's another great one. So many cool artists have been on there. But these guys are so cool. The uh, lead singer of the band is Arono Noguchi. She's a Japanese-American. She did school in America, I believe, but she grew up in Japan and her both her parents were really music oriented. When she came to America, she formed a band with a few other people. Um, some of them are also Asian, but some of them are white. They're based in London and their, their genre is kind of like alternative pop electronic. They have a very unique sound is all I'm really trying to say you know again sort of an acquired taste i love their music i think it's really cool some songs you should check out are something for your mind and everyone wants to be famous i heard those songs yes yeah those i think they're getting a little recognition on like tiktok or something but they only have a few like songs out really what you should listen to are their live sessions they are such a great sound live um they did the a cover of congratulations by post malone Ooh. and i love that cover uh so yeah check them out super organism something for your mind everyone wants to be famous the third artist is anderson pock i think a lot of people a lot more people have heard of him he is sort of like an alternative hip-hop or like alternative r&b yeah he is half korean half black he has had some grammy nominations he's like done a lot of producing one song that you should definitely check out is lockdown he wrote this in 2020 during the pandemic, he was writing about police brutality, about the lockdown, about having to, like, stay inside. I mean, this song is a bop. He's really cool. He has such a unique voice. I mean, he's been on, like, the Hamilton mixtape. Damn. He's been on Kendrick Lamar's track. He's been on uh, Mac Miller's track, which, if you want to listen to that, that is called Dang by Mac Miller. Featuring Anderson Pock. If you want to listen to an album of his, listen to listen to Malibu. That is a great album. Uh, Malibu or Venice or um, Ventura. I mean, his most recent album is also great. Um, but yes, go check him out. And yeah, something else I wanted to discuss is talking about like how um, Asian Americans have never been welcomed in western music can we talk about that a little bit like what are your thoughts lucy wait explain more on what you mean by never been welcomed i okay here's my thoughts i feel like asian americans have always sort of been in the shadows of western music of the western music industry like i think that when we think of asian american musicians we think about k-pop we just think about musicians who come from asia 
right we never think about like the local the local asian americans who make music i also just think that like we we never see we never hear asian american music on the radio right or like in mainstream pop like it's always like oh alternative you know I feel like that's something I, I've been noticing lately is, oh, where are all the, like, Asian-American representation in, like, Western music? Yeah. And, okay, I was watching, I or I watched on the plane, um, Blackpink's documentary, mm. and their producer was saying, like, why do we call it K-pop? Why do we call it, like, why do we always have to put a K in it? Mm. Like, it is pop music. Right. Why do we need to, like put it in this category of oh it's koreans like we don't call people who speak english and make pop music like e-pop or right. a-pop for american pop like you know what i mean like that's just kind of yes. he brought up a good point that i've never thought about and like just because they're speaking korean doesn't mean we need to like categorize it right like in society we categorize everything and that's the bigger conversation that goes even deeper why is western music the center of all music right i mean it's like oh if if this asian person wants to come in and do music they have to be you know they have to be k-pop they can't just right they can't just be pop the american music industry is very like focused on creating this image for their industry Right. And they're very selective about who gets to be in that, you know? That's, like, what a lot of American culture is about. It's like, oh, we're the supreme culture. Like, you know, right. Americans are better. But America is not the only country in the world. They're exactly. So that's really interesting and something that you all should, like, think about and have discussions about. And check out these bands. Mitski super organism and anderson pock check them out we'll also have them on our spotify playlist for you guys to check out and our spotify playlist will be linked in our link tree in our instagram bio as well as resources to help the recent asian american hate attacks that have been happening so please go check out the link in our bio yeah okay i want to touch on art real quick we only have one person Um, on this list and also there is a link that we will have on our instagram to an amazing project that the new york times did which we'll get into so this artist is yayoi kusama who is very widely known to be like one of the most like famous artists of our time she had a large-scale solo career traveling all over the world like when she was younger she traveled all over did these big exhibitions i mean she's been around for a while she has spent the past four decades in a psychiatric hospital her name has been written out yes so she spent (gasps) she spent the past four decades in a mental hospital she lived there voluntarily and has just come back she came back i think in like 2016 to do uh another exhibition which was amazing i did you okay she was at the seattle art museum in 2016 she had her exhibition there i never got the chance to go did you yeah i went yeah i went and it was 2016 so it was a while ago but the artwork was so memorable that you know Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to get out of your mind like it's hard kind of hard to forget about it and yeah we'll definitely post some links about 
what her artwork looks like, but it was just incredible. And right. it was there were so many lines. I mean, everyone wanted to see it. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen some of her work. Uh, she is famous for like the infinity mirrors, the dots. She's very famous for the yellow and and black dots. She has so much work, and it's so like eccentric and creative. So yeah, go check her out. She's really really amazing. And then the next thing for art is this link, uh, which is basically, it's sort of like a visual article on the New York Times, and it's called What We Look Like, 11 Asian American Artists Celebrate Their Experience of Culture and Identity with Illustrated Self-Portraits. This happened amidst the coronavirus uh, when it was first kind of starting out. This is a really cool project. It's basically, yeah, 11 artists share their experience about... um, being Asian in the art industry and uh, kind of reflect so there you can literally just scroll through you first see a flag of their ethnicity and where they came from and then it's like they have a little excerpt um, or like a quote and then you see their art and it's just so cool we will post it on the Instagram but please check that out it's so awesome you get to see all this work that they've done um, and like a little bit about their experience so yeah it's really cool. Again, we'll have everything linked in our bio. So if you want to check anything out, you can. And also please sign petitions, read some articles about the recent hate attacks that have been happening. We will even probably make a post about this episode yeah, and like other people you can check out. So please do. And please remember, spread awareness about everything that's happening. This has been such a crazy like month. Mm-hmm. Um, and be safe, wear your mask. I mean, coronavirus is still happening, believe it or not. And while there is a vaccine, you know, it's being distributed very slowly and we still need to be responsible. And make sure you check in with your Asian friends. Um, Yeah. You know, even though I don't have any Asian family, I have many friends that do and who have expressed lots of emotions about regarding their grandparents and being scared for them to Mm -hmm. just go to the grocery store um so please check in with them as well and be kind to people do the bare minimum um yeah we're we're really glad we were able to get this episode out we love hearing from you all and hearing your feedback so please continue to comment and continue to like dm us we love hearing from you guys um and yeah i mean we're really excited uh about this like new year um of course in despite of all this crazy bs that's been (laughs) happening but we really, really appreciate your guys' support, and um, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this. Yeah, thank you guys so much again, and we'll see you soon. Oh, yeah, and please give us some podcast ideas, because we yes, love your we will. we'll do a poll or something. We want to, like, hear from you guys about what you want us to talk about. Yeah. We love you. Mwah!